0: Good morning to you all. Welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us in a few moments. It is Monday, 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 August 24th. The year is chugging by. You know, it's funny when every day looks the same. They just kind of go by quickly in retrospect. While you're living through them, you feel like you're slogging through the lockdown. But when you look back, you go, huh, we're in August. We're almost done with August. It's hard to believe it. Uh, You know, kids are back in school, unless you go to Rialto School District in Southern California. They got hacked. And so over the weekend, they said, no school Monday till we figure out what's going on. Um, They're concerned that, that whatever it is got into Uh, a lot of devices that were using the software they were using and so they've told people don't even boot up your computer just wait until we understand what's going on and we know the extent of this Um, now if they've got a bunch of people who have Chromebooks theoretically those are not hackable in the standard ways because they essentially boot up into a browser and everything happens online so we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see where they're at, it'll be interesting to follow that story and see what goes on there um, but yeah they shut down not just a school but the entire district is not teaching today So we'll see what happens yeah 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 um, as we went to uh, break from the radio show we were talking about the uh, lack of trust in antibody tests that a lot of the antibody tests apparently are testing the wrong bits of antibody and that it's hard to tell whether they're they're actually getting antibodies, from just having a cold or some other coronavirus, as opposed to the uh, COVID coronavirus, the SARS-COVID-2 infection. And um, as a result, they're saying that the, the antibody tests are not something most people need to take or do. And so you know if your doctor says to do it or if you're part of a study or something like that, then go ahead. It's not like it's going to harm you, but don't assume because you come back positive that you've already had coronavirus and that you're safe to march around with no mask and, and, you know, naked and free to the world or whatever, Um, that it's uh, not necessarily trustworthy. So we'll um, we'll see. We'll see. So apparently Joe Biden has promised to raise taxes on Americans making more than four hundred thousand dollars a year. So uh, if you make more than $400,000 a year, and it doesn't say whether that's an individual or whether that's a couple, uh, it's a a, a good chunk of change, um, that you could see your taxes go up. Um, So we'll see what happens there. Um, Not the kind of, you know, you don't normally when you're running for president talk about where you're going to raise taxes. But you do have to explain where you're finding additional revenue to do things that you want to do, right? So if you're going to promise to do something, then theoretically you have to sort of explain how you're going to pay for that. Um, or at least tap dance around it enough that people don't don't go, huh, we're always going to pay for that. So that you've, uh, you know, maintain that, that sense of uh, I'm an adult and know how to run a country. So, you know. We'll see how that all shakes out and breaks down, right? Um, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle because Melania Trump has ha- had a, has led a redesign of the rose garden at the White House. Uh, they've taken down a bunch of crab apple trees that lined both sides of the Rose garden. And she has put in um, some lower shrubbery, including basically white flowers, so that it's now a green and white area and kind of matches the white starkness of the White House. There's not a lot of color back there, whereas there used to be a lot of different colored tulips. Now, apparently, the crabapple trees that used to be there and some of the uh, tulip bulbs and stuff have been... uh, Used other places, so it's not like they've just taken them and taken them and thrown them away. Those plants have been moved and, and relocated, but they've made the white garden look or the white garden the rose garden look a little bit more elegant, a little bit more um, classic in sense of uh, uh, working with the the rose garden there. And I think that the idea behind it was to make it. Um, uh, they've also taken some of the walkways which are previ- previously were dirt and gra- or gravel and um, made them concrete and also um uh helped with some of the drainage to make the area uh, stay clearer so that water doesn't sit in the area as much which which will cut down on mosquitoes and things like that but also uh allow for um, certain plants to grow better because of better drainage and so you know she's made some changes she's catching a lot of flack because apparently the crab apples were put in by uh uh Jackie Kennedy Onassis and so uh the, 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 uh, one quote that I read was removing Jackie O's roses from the Rose garden, uh, or Jackie O's removing Jackie O's Rose garden is, and, and, and she's constructed what looks like a cemetery. Um, but what she did is she took the profile and lowered it so that, um, that the press can now stand along the periphery and not have to look through the trees to the Rose garden area. And so, um, you know it makes sense it makes it a more usable garden but it does give it a more open uh, feel and less closed in you can see pictures online if you want to go look at it um, uh, newser, uh... com has a nice uh, image of what the redesigned rose garden looks like if you go to wikipedia you can see pictures of what the rose garden has looked like over the years it has been redesigned multiple times so calling it jackie o's rose garden um, you know that was the way she she's the last one who really did a major redesign of the garden but it had been redesigned multiple times before that. so um, yeah, it's a little harsh on plenty. let's see here here hey there hi there who there hi how How's are going? you today pretty good pretty good i was just uh talking about the fact that um uh, Melania Trump's catching a lot of flack for redesigning the Rose Garden. You know, people are saying, how dare she take out Jackie O's Rose Garden? But, you know, the Rose Garden had been redesigned multiple times by First Ladies before her. And just because it hadn't been touched for a long time doesn't mean that it's somehow this this uh, untouchable thing. Uh, you know, other other First Ladies and other presidents had just decided not to do it. But by taking out the crab trees and stuff, she's created a better line of sight for for people to cover things that are happening there. It does have a much more open feel to it than it had before. It was a little bit more enclosed because it was lined with crabapple trees. Um, And apparently the crabapple trees and tulips that used to be there, the bulbs and the the trees have been transplanted to other locations on the grounds. And the bulbs are still there as well, so they'll be replanted and or... um, uh, donated somewhere uh so you know i mean i don't always like melania trump's style and i know she worked in fashion but i don't always like the look but it doesn't look bad you know it's it she basically went with white flowers and so you have the green plants and lawn and white flowers she had some of the walkways uh now are poured concrete instead of just dirt walkways and she's done, they, they did some water management to get better drainage so that there wasn't standing water and, and like damp and swampy spots out in the garden. You know? So like.
1: she also has, she tends to like monochromatic. Um, she, right. She, she my, like, like things to be monochromatic. So people lost their minds last Christmas, or was it two Christmases ago, where. We're, her Christmas design was all red. Like all the trees were red. Everything was red. Right. And you know, she likes a monochromatic look.
0: She does Um, very much so.
1: And so it, it it doesn't have, it doesn't have the pops of color that it used to have. So it's all very green Mm -hmm. and the white, even the white flowers are, are delicate. Right. And so it's not like you have white roses or something that is Mm -hmm. large and beautiful. It is, It it, they're they're very delicate flowers, so the white doesn't even show up that much. You mostly see the green,
0: right? Well, and and, but
1: people have been losing their minds over it, cursing her out, and all this craziness. It's like it's a garden. People take a deep breath.
0: Yeah, well, and and like I said, it's not like you know she's the first uh, first first lady to ever ever touch that garden. It has been. Redesigned. I mean, it was basically uh, put in place by uh, Teddy Roosevelt's wife, you know, and has been changed multiple times since then. Uh, and and you know, it's 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 a garden. That's what gardens are for. As you go out, you set it up, you enjoy it, and a lot of places the gardens are changed seasonally. Um, so you know, and and the idea of the white flowers with the stark white building behind it actually kind of has a nice look to it. In this particular case, I don't necessarily disagree with monochromatic. Um, Like I said, I I don't always agree with her look. Some of the things that she's done um, decorative wise, I like I didn't like the all all red Christmas. That said, when I got married, we did an all blue Christmas one year where we got, you know, well, the first Christmas we bought blue balls and blue uh, lights and we decorated everything was in blue, Um, you know, and it was beautiful. It was it was memorable. And so it is what it is, you know.
1: And she gets to make that choice, right? Right. I mean, that's it's it's her choice to make. Yeah. So, um, I, I, people have been so cruel to her, and they have. It, it really bothers me, and they're cruel to Michelle Obama too. I mean, if one more person calls Michelle Obama a man, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. You know, I I just leave her alone.
0: Yeah, well, especially, you know, I think what happened, and Hillary Clinton probably ruined this for a lot of first first ladies, because she was such an activist first lady who was very involved in political things. Um, you know, she's very much a political animal. Um, they They kind of dropped some of the protocols in terms of dealing with a first lady when she was first lady. But, you know, subsequent first ladies have been, very i mean you know laura bush was you know very traditional first ladies and and they're not getting involved and so there's no reason to to you know drag them through the muck it's you know it's like they're they're there to support their husbands they 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 manage the household uh you know they they pick a charity or two to to work on i mean leave them alone leave you know alone. it's like it's like when people um, pick on the president's kids and I don't care who's the president that to me is so out of bounds. I cannot, yeah, I don't even like it when comedians make fun of, of their kids, you know um, yep. you know, whether it's Chelsea Clinton or Baron Trump um, you know, a kid doesn't pick their parent. He's just trying he and she, or just they're just growing up in, in the situation that they're in and, and to, to make fun of them and to pick on them, whether, whether it's, you know, done, air quotes by a comedian or whether it's done by a news agency to me that's uh, out of bounds you I'm know right. you don't pick 100%. on people's children uh whether you like them or not you know whether you like the person or not their kids are just they're a different individual they're a different person you leave them alone they're children yep and you know i
1: i i don't know if this all started with the um, insult comics but you know, we seem to think it's OK if somebody is in the public, public eye for whatever reason, that they're public property, that we yeah. can, you know, that we can heap insults on them in the most despicable ways,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and it's it's not OK. Even if they have chosen to be in the spotlight, you know, making fun of their hair or making fun of their clothing or making unless it's completely outrageous, um, is makes no sense to so people need to stop yeah.
0: it well i mean you draw the line at at i mean you know i mean it's hard to, where do you draw the line in terms of what is completely outrageous you know i think you have some issues there uh, i if think if they show
2: if,
1: up for a, if they show up for a speech wearing a tutu you know something that's
2: completely like
0: again it's you know but people could draw the line somewhere i think comedians have some open license to make fun of and to tease public figures who are adults, who are adults, you know, um, but, but attacking somebody, you know, again, because you don't like the politics of their spouse or attacking a child because you don't like their parent, that's, that's, um, that's pretty low hanging fruit and doesn't, you know, that, that to me is not, um, good comedic fodder. You know, a good, talented comedian is taking and you know they're, they're digging for an easy laugh because they think that their their audience uh, also dislikes the 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 husband or spouse or or parent, and so they'll you know get some some nervous giggles out of it. And I think that's yeah. you know, it's a cheap shot.
1: I agree. I agree, a hundred percent.
0: You know. Whereas, you know, and, and I, and again, I think it kind of goes back to, I mean, I, it's not like the first time that people have made fun of, of people's spouses, but, um, I think a lot of the sort of, um, uh, lines were originally, uh, or, or crossed more than they had been in the past with the Clintons because she stepped outside of the standard role of, of, um, first lady and was leading you know their their health care initiatives and working with um you know lawmakers and and she was actually working as a an active participant in his his cabinet even though she well, wasn't she technically. called
1: himself called herself the co-president didn't she
0: uh well when when they were running at one point it was a two-for-one deal i mean she talked about that you know and uh you know, and so, I mean, she she set herself up for being then, you know, more heavily criticized or, or at least more heavily um, uh, crit- uh, uh, looked at critically, if not criticized. Um, so, I do Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, you know, then subsequent first ladies didn't do that. So why why are they getting the same treatment? I think that, you know, the news... The problem, the problem goes back to our basically our news gathering and news reporting agencies have broken down and completely abdicated because there was no f- financial means for them to continue going forward. They weren't no longer being supported by by the networks unless they brought in uh, lots of money, and so now they have to think of them certain, themselves in terms of of sources for income, and um, and so they do whatever they need to to grab headlines because they have to be you know, create a source of income. Did you yep. hear that a, an elderly giant panda at our national zoo surprised everybody and gave birth this weekend? Really? On, on Friday, she, she, uh, uh, gave birth to a cub. Um, she, uh, Mei Zhang is on la- on loan from, um, from China. And, um, she's beyond what is generally considered the, the, uh, age of, uh, of bearing, Cubs and she gave birth to a single cub on Friday.
2: Awesome.
0: Yeah. Good for her. So the cub is unnamed as of yet, but uh, uh, I uh, saw a video of her sort of literally holding it like an adult human would hold a baby like up against her. It was just adorable, you know. So hopefully um, the baby does well. I know that there's been concerns in the past. Sometimes The, the mothers give birth but they're not particularly good moms so um I don't know what her history is with with uh previous cubs but uh but uh you know yay for the birth of anybody or anything and and <laughs> particularly for an animal that we know is is you know endangered so and they're so, so cute They are cute. They are
1: they are very very
0: cute. You know, ugly animals I don't care if they survive, but cute animals. <laughs>
1: Although I understand there was a, a condor that hatched somewhere, and there was that made the news. I don't remember what zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have even been San Diego, um, and uh, they are ugly, ugly, ugly. But I cheer for the condors.
0: I do too. I do too. And the and the 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 uh, return of California condors. San Diego Zoo's okay. actually been uh, played a big role in that. They have a a, a large condor enclosure where they have. Uh, they have juvenile condors there that that were injured or, or rescued. That they then um, they they put them with an older condor to kind of learn how to be a bird, and then and then they release them back into the wild. Um, and in fact, you can go to the San Diego Zoo and look at their condor cam and see the condors and what they're doing at any given point in time.
2: Oh, that's
0: uh, cool. During during, I think we talked about it uh, a couple months ago. But during this lockdown um i on a fairly regular basis have gone to uh the san diego zoo and san diego wild animal park which they now now they call it the san diego zoo outdoor or something or another instead of wild animal park but um the uh they have cams of the animals alive and uh i love going and seeing them since i can't go visit them
1: yes I actually we got a we got a letter from the San Diego Zoo going please join us again please
0: mm-hmm. join us again Yeah, and, we've gotten several.
1: And uh we haven't but I'm I don't know. I'm considering it just because you know those animals have got to eat every day. Yeah. Whether there's people in the park or not.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, they have opened the park for limited entry. And so you can go to the um uh the the Zoo Safari Park is what they now call the Wild Animal Park. So you can go to the zoo and the zoo safari park. They are open. They're outdoor destinations. Um, some of their indoor facilities are not open, but um, but you can go there and see the animals. And so I also have considered rejoining because I, w- I was planning on doing it. Um, and uh, and so um, you know we may have to we have to do that. And just you know that could be your get out of the house trip, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And they're all not at the beach, but in San Diego, they're fairly close to the beach. Um, and so it's got to be, it's got to be cooler than San Bernardino.
1: <laughs> Anything's cooler than San Bernardino. Okay, that's not true. Death Valley is not
2: cooler yeah, than I was going to say, Bernardino.
0: I know one place, or two places, Death Valley and Phoenix are not cooler yes. than San Bernardino. Two places I would not trade down to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. So, yeah, um... I, uh, I got our, for my son's birthday this year, he turned 25, and I got him, his dad and I got him uh, uh, season tickets for him and his wife, so like a membership for him and his wife Awesome at the San Diego Zoo, and he was never able to use it or has not been able to use it yet oh, no. because, because of COVID. He did not go before things shut down and because uh, he didn't have time. Right. And, uh, and so far, he has not been able to use it. And it's like, I'm so sorry. Well, of course, I couldn't have known. That was the end of January. Sure. But, uh, you know, he thought that he would go, you know, when it would have got warmer and less rainy. Right. And, uh, and that would have been, you know, March, and that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's um, put a damper on a lot of people's traveling plans. I will say, oh, yep. It is the San Diego Zoo. They have a baby condor. I'm ah. looking at it live.
1: Awesome! They're ugly little things.
0: It's but... it's preening. Yeah. It's,
1: it's preening. It's cleaning itself. Yes. Is that what
0: that means? Yes. Yeah. So kind of poking its beacon and cleaning out through its feathers and probably you know eating any little bugs or stuff that might be there, um, or just cleaning out dirt. Um, but it's it's in the dark, so it must be sort of hidden somewhere right now because it's it's not a great view. Live stream of the Nest Box, California condor breeding facility. We hope you enjoy watching the parents, C1 and Sola, raise their chick, hatched May 6th. Oh,
2: so, that's
0: nice. Yeah, it's not the most attractive animal in the world. but
1: No, it's really not. But, you know, they're in But danger. it's still
0: a baby. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's a face only a mother could love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So we we love the babies. We do. And I like, and I was teasing about, you know, we don't care about the the ugly animals. We care about all of them. Um, you know, and the amazing thing too is is people don't understand sometimes how the ecosystem fits together, you know. And so like if you if 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 an animal goes extinct, um, you know, it interacts with its environment and has an effect. And if it's not doing that anymore, then that affects other animals, and those then in turn affect other animals. And sometimes you can follow that all the way back to affecting us, you know. Indeed. Protect the bees. If the bees aren't out taking care of of pollination, we lose lots of uh, fruits and vegetables.
2: Yeah, we starve. Guess what? We
1: can't even, oh, fine, we'll eat meat. No, you won't, because they need that pollinated stuff too. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So, so, the baboon cam is one of my favorite ones to look at.
1: See, I'm not a huge fan of the baboons. I I like the big cats. I like the giraffes and the hippos and the... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what do you call those things uh elephants and <laughs> i was mistaken you know, the... i said
0: baboon cam what i really meant to say was the orangutan cam is much more entertaining to me i like the orangutans
1: oh i like orangutans too yeah i, I actually really like um otters and they're fun um yes
0: they move and around like the a skin. lot so <laughs> they're interesting because you watch them are doing something all the time yeah the big cats, if you go to the zoo, the big cats are often napping because that's what cats do most of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so, true. That's true.
0: Napping or like pacing back and forth waiting to pounce on something.
1: So apparently an essayist has declared New York City dead and Seinfeld, Seinfeld Jerry Seinfeld, is having none of it. So there was <laughs> a par- apparently a, uh, a piece this month... Uh, a comedy club uh, written by a comedy club owner uh, James um, Altucher it went viral after claiming that New York City is dead forever Jerry Seinfeld has responded with a scathing op ed in defense of his adopted hometown yes this is one of the toughest times we've had in quite a while but the last thing we need uh, in the thick of so many challenges is some putz on LinkedIn wailing and whimpering everyone's gone I want 2019 back he mocks Altucher Without naming him for whining about uh, things like not being able to go to the theater, meet people, or play chess in public. Oh, shut up! Writes writes Seinfeld. Imagine being in a real war with this guy on your side. <laughs> wipe your tears, wipe your butt, and pull it together.
0: <laughs> you go, Jerry. Now, why they call it his adopted town? He's born in Brooklyn. I don't know. I don't I understand. Know. Maybe they don't know that. They think that he just like. Migrated there to make a TV show. <laughs>
1: no, no, maybe because he was. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. I. But they called it the adopted town. This is a newser, and yeah. uh, I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Maybe because oh. he's from
1: one of the boroughs, and they're talking. You know, one of the other boroughs, and they're talking about Manhattan. It's really know. inside baseball. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't. I don't either. It's uh, interesting, but uh, yeah, the New York Times. Published Seinfeld's opinion by Jerry Seinfeld. Underneath it says, Mr. Seinfeld is a comedian. (laughs) Which is hilarious, because, like, yeah, anybody would. Is there anybody who doesn't know that? Uh, When I got my first apartment in Manhattan in the hot summer of 1976, there was no pooper scooper law and the streets were covered in dog crap. I signed a rental agreement, walked outside, and my car had been towed. I still thought this is the greatest place I've ever been in my life, says Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Manhattan is an island off the coast of America. Are we part of the United States? Kind of. And that is one of the toughest times we've had in quite a while.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. This, the, the, oh, I the, says, and
0: this is one of the toughest times we've had in quite a while. Uh,
1: well, and New York in the 70s was a cesspool.
0: Yeah. Says, but one thing I know for sure, the last thing we need in the thick of so many challenges is some putts on LinkedIn wailing and whimpering. Everyone's gone. I want 2019 back. Oh, shut up. Imagine being in a real war with this guy by your side. <laughs> Listen to him go, listening to him go, I used to play chess all day. I could meet people and start any type of business. Wipe your tears, wipe your butt, and pull it all together. Yes. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: he, says, he says everyone's gone for good. How the hell do you know that? Yeah. You moved to Miami. Yes, I also have a place in Long Island. But I will never abandon New York City ever
1: well and, and the people from new york they they they're they're always new yorkers i mean you ask them they're always new yorkers
0: yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah they're they are second probably only to texans in pride of of, of yes where they're from yes you know
2: I,
1: after all after decades of not spending any time in texas any marketable you know, like any measurable rather time in texas I still call myself a displaced Texan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's typical of Texans. I having grown up in a military family lived in lots of different places. So I never had a way of, uh, never had a place where I said, Oh, I'm a new Mexican or I'm a Kansan or I'm a, you know, I just never had a sense of place like that to me. The place was where the people were. And so, so home and, and sensibilities, you know, um, You know, weren't something that I put to a location, you know, like my wife grew up in San Diego and, you know, didn't leave the state of California until after we were married. She had never been to a place where it was snowing, uh, till we were married, you know, I mean, it was, you know, she lived in San Diego. They don't, they don't have snow in San Diego. You can go visit snow, but, uh, you know, San Diego doesn't get any snow. Um, And it wasn't that she had never been to snow, but she'd never been there while it was snowing. We were in Pennsylvania uh, and uh, driving back from, uh, I think we'd gone to the mall or something on a weekend. And it started snowing while we were driving. And she was like, it's so quiet. (laughs) You know, because rain makes noise. Snow doesn't make any noise.
1: No, snow does not make any noise. And the uh, more snow you have, the more quiet it is. Yeah. The quieter it is because well, and kind it kind of muffle sound.
0: At, yeah, exactly. And as we started driving, I think it started kind of sleeting initially, and that was, you know, so you had this like pat 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 of the sleet hitting, and then that just disappeared, and it just became silent and the snow was now now, now you know fluttering down and it's like if you don't, you know, if you've never been in that, you didn't expect it. But you're right. It it also then served to kind of muffle the sound because you've got all this you know, water floating slowly down around you that that, yes. that uh blocks all the sound waves. Not to it's mention you don't go out in it that much because it's cold unless you're a kid. Yes.
1: And it's slick.
0: You know, or it's the first time you've ever been in snow, in which case then you go out in and go, I like this so cool, I've been on snow You catch a <laughs> snowflake on your tongue and you uh you know, you catch try to catch two and look at them and say, Do they look the same? And you say, I can't tell. Um and you move the snow
1: angel. Yeah. Once yeah.
0: there's little, enough on the ground to do so yeah. yeah you can start while it's snowing you'll look stupid but you know so, <laughs> you, <laughs> could, you, you can lay out in the lawn and flap your arms around I mean it's, it's so practice
1: the uh, the RNC the Republican National Convention is is uh, starting tonight are you gonna watch the really
0: nerdy kids? kids yes except that kids is spelled with a K Um no, I'm not going to watch this one either for the same reason I didn't watch the last one. You know, I'll I'll catch the uh, highlights and go watch, uh, you know, clips if there's anything that that looks interesting after the fact. But again, it's all political theater in my mind, and and um, I have no interest in the rah-rah of political theater.
1: So Kelly Ann Conway, who has been. Uh, part of the Trump administration since the beginning is leaving mm-hmm. the White House, and um, it's a—it's kind of a surprising development. Although mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's been like to be in her house, and I say this because her husband is one of the pe- one of the the He's Lincoln Project founders. I'm sorry, yeah.
0: I said he has been vocal in yes. his anti-Trump, and she has been one of the uh, most visible Trump supporters on weekend news shows and, and, uh, and just, you know, sort of getting the Trump word out. So yeah, I can imagine their household is, you know, it always reminded me of, um, uh, uh, Oh shoot. What was the guy who was the, Mary
1: Madeline and James? Yeah,
0: exactly. I can imagine, you know, at their house, what, what uh, dinner conversation was like. Um, although I suspect a lot of, I got the sense with the two of them in particular that a lot of, of the um, conversation for public was, was again, the kind of theater, you know, well, I don't know.
1: I think they I don't, don't
0: really believe that stuff. Oh, oh, I agree. I, I don't think they disagreed with each other. I mean, or, or they didn't agree with each other. I think they disagreed with each other, um, um, you know, and I love that two people who can disagree like that could say, I disagree with you politically, but there's other parts of your personality and who you are that I find incredibly attractive or that I find interesting, And, and I'm not going to disparage you because you disagree with me politically. I mean, it's just politics, you know, and I like that attitude of people, you know?
1: Yeah. Yes. So, you know, know, apparently it's causing some issues with their children, however. And so apparently both of them are stepping back from their respective positions
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and are going to, are going to focus on their kids.
0: Well, good for them for recognizing that. You know, it's like if the kids feel like they're getting hammered. You know, that's probably something that kids. It happens to kids regardless if parents have a public persona. You know, if you're out in the in the world publicly, um, you know that reflects back on them to some extent. You know, things that you and I say on a podcast or on the radio because you know we don't have the national exposure of somebody like a Kellyanne Conway or somebody working you know for the White House does. Um, but by the same token, that doesn't mean that it couldn't come back to, you know, our kids in some way and affect them, you know, um, it's not something I generally consider, but it's, you know, it's a possibility. Uh, I would hope that if that they ever felt, you know, like negative feedback because of something that I say or do that they would let me know so that I would at least be aware of it. Um, you know, don't don't keep it bottled up inside. Tell me, so I mean, it sounds to me like it's a healthy environment for them and their kids if they're at least having those conversations and recognizing that there's some issues there. So good for them.
1: Yeah, good for them. So yeah, I uh, I, I the stories, of course, are all swirling and it, you know, there, it's it's almost like um, our our news news media has become the British tabloids and how they cover uh, some of the personalities in government and. Um, you know, like the, the thing that I'm thinking about is uh, Mary Trump. Is Mary Trump the sister or is it the niece? Anyway, Trump's niece. I, I, think, th- I think that's Mary, you know, yeah. releasing releasing the uh, audio of her mother putting down her, you know, her uncle. So like, you know, putting down Trump's sister talking smack about Trump. Well, I get the yeah. impression that talking smack is probably what that family does because Trump does it all the time. And so, you know, make that being played on the national media, in the national media, like it wasn't a private conversation really bothers me. Um, And I, I, I I think it should be beneath our major uh, media, but apparently it's not because
2: nothing Mm -hmm. is.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's. Yeah, again, it's just the boundaries that people seem to think don't have to, they, don't, they don't have to recognize or deal with anymore. You know, and Mary Trump Mary. by the way is the niece, Mary Ann Trump Barry is his sister. And okay. she's a she's a to... retired federal judge and ah. apparently fairly well regarded as a federal judge. Uh, you know, and I mean, you know, part of the recording says, you know, he was a brat. I did his homework for him, you know. Drove him around New York, tried to get him into college. Uh, you know, I mean, these are it's an older sister ragging on a little brother. You know? I wish that they would just see it for that and ignore it. It's not news.
1: No, exactly. That's my that's my point. It's not news. Yeah. I, like I said, I I imagine that this that this family internally probably talks a lot of smack about each other. Some families just do and that's their dynamic yeah. and that's none of our business.
0: The White House responded with a statement saying everyday it's something else who cares? I miss my brother. And I'll continue to work hard for the American people.
1: Well, that's a good response, actually. That's a really good response, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't always think his responses are necessarily good, but, you know, he doesn't hear it wasn't attacking. It was, you know, and obviously the intonation was mine as I read that, but that's how I read it. Uh, You know, it's like, yeah, who cares? You know, it's just family garbage.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? And, and think about this: as this a family who just lost a sibling, um, you know that's got to impact all of them. I can imagine. In fact, I heard somebody else on one of the evening or one of the weekend talk shows saying that they know Marianne Trump, that they had, uh, you know, uh, had cases before her when she was a judge, and know her socially after that. And and she, he says, I have no doubt she's absolutely appalled. She, when she was having these conversations, she probably had no idea she was being recorded. And if she did, she wouldn't have said it this way. Um, yes. And she certainly didn't think that, that you know, Mary Trump would go public with this stuff. This was right. not, what a betrayal you know, for public, you
1: know.
0: Yeah, this was and, and family people, conversations.
1: Yeah, you're mad and you say something that you don't mean because you're mad. I mean, you know, most people have done that. Now... You, especially if you're if you think you're talking in a confidential situation, and that you're just you're just blowing off steam, we have no idea what the context of that conversation is. You know, it's yeah. just so yeah. it's ridiculous that anybody's paying attention to
2: it.
0: Yeah. 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 It is. You know. You know. She said yeah. in one quote quote, he went to Fordham for one year, and then he got into the University of Pennsylvania because he had somebody take the exams. Uh, claiming that somebody took his SATs for him But I mean she even wasn't accurate Because they, they pointed out that He actually went to Fordham for two years So who knows how accurate any of this stuff is It's, it's, the, it's her memories of something that happened A long time ago And I mean you know I'm the oldest of, of four kids In a family And I couldn't tell you If somebody you know I Took the SATs of, of a sister or a brother Or what their SAT scores even were I don't care
2: yeah exactly you know
0: i have no memory of that or or you know if i had any memories they would probably be vague and and, and inaccurate because it wasn't something that was of great import to me it didn't affect me you know yeah. with, with your with your siblings you know it's what you remember is your interactions with them and and your your um um uh, you know the time that you spent with them, not necessarily what they were doing or not doing when they were away from you. Uh, especially when you were, you know, because you were all younger, so you were all focused on basically yourselves, because that's you know what you do when you're younger, right? Um, you're focused on your education or starting your yes. career, and you're not paying yes. attention to what your brothers and sisters are doing. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think you you nailed it. It was just a complete betrayal by Mary Trump, and I think that you know trying to make a buck because she feels like she didn't get her fair share of of the family money somehow so so oh well
1: a more local story um construction of a new westbound 91 freeway lane in corona is starting in october so corona california is about to get crowded on the freeway again
0: oh goody because we don't have enough traffic here you know um, I've been concerned about that for a while, that traffic's been flowing lightly. And uh, and so I'm glad to hear they're doing something about it to slow us down, congest the roadways a little bit more, and make sure that we don't get anywhere on time. So it's Thank you, Caltrans.
2: Construction,
1: construction of a new two-mile general purpose westbound lane from Green River Road in Corona to the 241 toll road in Eastern Orange County is set to begin in October and finish in 12 months. They say it probably won't fix the problem, but it'll certainly give us some relief.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. What a relief it is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, okay. If we need more, you know, why didn't they do it during the last two years of construction? Money. They didn't have, have the money bundled up. Yeah. Brah. Meh. Nah. <laughs> Meh. Yeah, whatever. More work.
1: Nobody's going anywhere right now
0: anyway. Exactly. Now's the time to do it. There's nobody on the highway, so I imagine traffic's going to be just zipping through everywhere all the time. <laughs> Which it isn't. It isn't. Um, you know, uh, you when you read traffic for the for the regular uh, for the radio show, as I've said many times, you can just go and Corona. And Corona. You don't even have to give any well, details. Just go and Corona. Whatever else you're talking about, you know, there's been a, this and that, and there's a pile up here, and there's a backup over and Corona, and finish that way. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: you
1: know. uh, yes, and South Riverside County's that way too. Temecula Murrieta, that corridor is always jammed. Yeah. Always jammed.
0: Yeah. Well, so- what happened with Corona is basically everybody from Temecula Murrieta. Uh, you know they live out there because it's cheaper to live there but a lot of them have jobs in Orange County and the only way to get to Orange County from there is to drive up to Corona and then down the 91 and so that whole 1591 intersection is just a flippin' mess
1: yeah so it looks like we are out of time
0: no I'm angry I'm going to sit here and rant about the traffic a little bit more (laughs) and (laughs) Corona (laughs)
1: Corona.
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker.
1: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.